Welcome to the Rethink Podcast. Welcome to the Rethink Podcast. Oh, why is it so fast? Really fast. Hey guys, welcome back to episode 10 of the Rethink Podcast. We're so glad that you came here. I guess you didn't go anywhere. I'm so glad that you tuned in and decided to listen to us today or tonight or whatever time of day this happens to be reaching you. But uh, we really appreciate you guys staying connected with us through this time of in-person ministry shutdown. Uh, I want to go ahead and introduce my host. So today I am joined here with Jericho. Hi, how's it going? Jericho, I've got a couple questions for you, all right? All right. Just so, I mean, I mean, you're, you're a repeat offender on the show, but, I, you know, I just still want some people to get to know you a little better. So uh, first first question right off the bat is, what is your favorite food? Mm, has to be Thai food. Any kind of Thai food, because I, I love the spice, and I love uh, the noodles, and I just, mm, it's good. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> what, what's your favorite Thai food place? Kate's food court, cart, yep. of course. Yep. Yeah. Shout out to Kate, Kate's yeah. Thai food in McMinnville. If you haven't been there yet, you got to go. Yeah. Super good. Yeah. I love delicious. the pad Thai. What do you normally get there? Uh, the pad to you. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Extra spicy. Not extra. <laughs> I've, I've had it extra spicy before. It wasn't, yeah. wasn't good. <laughs> All right. And then my next question, and this is a, a big one. What are you looking forward to right now? And I'm just looking forward to going back to church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and for Rethink to start back up. I mean, yeah, I'm excited about that, being too. Being able to see people in person. Sweet. Yeah. That's great. Well, also joining me is Jericho's wife, Ashley. Ashley, how are you doing? Good. I've got the same questions for you. So what's your favorite food? Well, lately it's tostadas. Tostadas. <laughs> yes. Oh, flat tacos. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was easy right off the bat. Uh, and then what are you looking forward to right now in life? I think right now I'm looking forward to being able to um, just get back, get back to normal, I guess, in some in some ways and like do church again and be able to go camping and do, you know, do oh, all yeah. that stuff and get to see a lot of people that I haven't seen for a long time. Well, the mm-hmm. wait's almost over, right? Yes, and I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Things are getting slowly back to normal. Uh, And then also with us is Megan. Hello. Megan, what's your favorite food? Oh, man. Um, I mean, I feel like I have to go with, like, the classic pizza. I love pizza always, and I pretty much can never say no to it. But... Yeah. What's your favorite pizza place? Well, there's a really good pizza place in California called Pizza Cookery. Pizza Cookery? But... It sounds like a chain. I actually love them more for their, like, rolls and their salads. Oh, okay. But <laughs> here in town, I love Odmos. Odmos. Shout out to Odmos. Yes. We like Odmos a lot. Yeah, we do. Yeah. It, it's, like, hard. Honestly, though, I've started to, like, Third Street Pizza a lot over the years. Yeah. You know? Maybe, okay, I have to say, maybe pizza and salad. Pizza and salad. I love both of those things very much. All right. (laughs) Sweet. Well, and then what are you looking forward to right now? Having a baby. Yep. Yeah. Sweet. 
<laughs> you guys can join in anytime you want. <laughs> We're just letting you have your moment. Though. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah that's sure. what's happening. Yeah. Just looking into her eyes. No, we're, we're excited for you guys, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to hold the baby when it gets here at some yeah. point. I know. Yeah. We still have quite a few months, but yeah, I'm excited. Yep. Great. Well, uh, now all the listeners know the co host. I'm your host, Bryant. And I am looking forward to June 1st. We'll get more to that uh, in a minute. But we know what's happening on June 1st is the Rethink Campfire, our first time meeting together since when? March? Yeah. Yeah, Wow. Probably. That's pretty crazy. (laughs) But just so everyone is aware, the whole vision behind this podcast is that you'll listen to it, read through scripture with us, and then talk about the questions at the end with someone. That means that you're going to have to either... Text them, call them, Instagram, FaceTime, Zoom. I don't really care. I don't really know. Maybe it's in person. Just uh, listen to the podcast and then talk about the questions at the end. That way we can all stay connected and challenged and growing through this season, through coronavirus, you know. And and I feel like uh, it's definitely been a time of growth for a lot of people. A lot of us pushed out of our comfort zone into new things, learning new things. And so we want to facilitate that as much as possible. Make sure to uh, call someone up after you listen to this. Talk about those questions. Anyway, update on the Rethink Shutdown. Guys, what's coming up on Monday? Campfire. Yep, yeah. that's right. So when I'm going to release this a day early on Sunday night. And then that means that everyone is listening to this on Sunday night. Those of the few that will. Um, tomorrow on Monday, June 1st, we will be... Getting together and hanging out and having a fun laid back time just around the campfire outside. We'll make sure to keep everyone safe and clean and healthy. Um, if you have people in your home that are high at risk for lung infection issues, then uh, maybe you'll wait a little bit longer until things are extra safe. But we definitely feel like it's time and we're ready and it's safe enough to gather together outdoors and have some fun. We'll do some acoustic worship and get rethink started again we, we really believe that god's gonna do an amazing thing this season strongly believe that i mean the whole church you know every every church is calling for revival to happen and we've been praying for it and uh i just feel like these campfires are going to be the beginning of that as we gather together again and and uh where two or more are gathered shekinah right guys mm-hmm. and so uh we're excited for that. But anyway, are you guys excited for the campfire? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Do you, what do you guys think I should bring s'mores or not? I mean, I would eat probably like 10. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do s'mores because of the beard. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's a little sticky. <laughs> yeah, I know. I this The reason why I asked is because I knew Jericho. He, he doesn't have a good relationship with s'mores. No. No. Uh, between the beard and flying marshmallows landing on you it's just (laughs) s'mores and me don't get along flying flaming marshmallows yes yeah Yeah. (laughs) landing in some precarious places oh my god (laughs) yeah well that's great uh don't forget about that seven o'clock june 1st that's a monday we're gonna be hanging out having a campfire some acoustic worship no dinner this time uh but we'll we'll bring some s'mores we'll break them out yeah. Yeah. Yay. Cool. I want to remind everyone that our goal for this season is to start to see that home is our first church. And so your relationship with God goes far beyond Sunday morning and, you know, hearing a message and worshiping together. That's a great part of our faith. And we love the community 
but in all reality, your relationship with God is very personal. And uh, I, I believe that through this season of shutdowns, a lot of people were forced to make their relationship with God personal. And we hope that that sticks. We hope that all of us will continue to always see our relationship with God as a very personal thing that we hold near and dear to our hearts. Home is your first church. Also, we believe it's vitally important for your mental and spiritual health that we all stay connected. Um, A lot of people have been wondering, well, how do I stay connected with no church or rethink? Well, uh, follow us on social media and you can stay updated on everything that we're doing. Our biggest outlet for sure is the podcast. So if you don't call someone up and talk to them or just text someone about the questions at the end of the podcast, then you're missing out on a huge aspect of what we're trying to do through this thing and help people stay connected. That way no one's isolated. Make sure you reach out, you know, to people who you're worried about who may have gone this entire last couple months with not talking to anyone, you know, just because there's people who have probably just been alone and and we want to prevent that. So give them a call, talk about the podcast, give them a call and talk about life. Stay connected. Do you want me to say that? Just put that in there. Really enthusiastic. (laughs) Okay, I will. (laughs) Wise words, Brent. Thanks. Well, uh, now that we've got all of the setup out of the way, it's time for some good news. And Jericho found a very interesting news story for us today. I I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you guys ever watched um, Elf, uh, (laughs) you'll like this one. But uh, it's found on Good News Network. And uh, scientists finally managed to record the strange sounds of the Arctic unicorn. That is the the Norwal. Oh, yeah. The water unicorn. I guess they've been trying for a while to figure out how to communicate with them. Wait, communicate? No, just kidding. (laughs) Uh, No, scientists have finally succeeded in recording the various calls, buzzes, clicks, and whistles of the creature affectionately dubbed the unicorn of the ocean. Wow. Um, That's pretty cool. They worked with Inuit hunters to try to get close to them. And they were trying to figure out uh, how sound works around the glaciers huh. and stuff out there in the water. But it sounds like they've finally been able to record some. So, so does it have any explanation about how they sound? Just the buzzes, clicks, and whistles, oh, I guess. Okay. <laughs> you guys- Is that the scene in Elf where it's like, bye, buddy. Yeah. yeah, yeah hope you find exactly. your dad. Yeah, hope <laughs> you find your dad. <laughs> bye, Mr. Norwell. <laughs> so what's your guys' best impression of a Norwell? Nar- narwhal? Narwhal? It's a narwhal. Narwhal. Just call it the Arctic Unicorn. Yeah. It's easier. What's your guys' best impersonation? I don't have one. <laughs> Let me hear it. Come on. I feel like. It- yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I feel like it would be like a dolphin. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's pretty interesting. I uh, what do you do? We know why they cared so much to know. I, I think it's just like I said, they were trying to figure out how it sounds and uh-huh. with the ice and. Do they not ways. have any in captivity? I don't think there's too many. Huh? In captivity. No. That's pretty crazy to think about. They're just these giant unicorn whales that live in the ocean and. We don't know much about him. I just realized why it's called a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that they have a little horn. Yeah, they head. have. A, yeah. It's like twisty and everything. Yeah, yeah it's I like kind of forgot. Spiral type thing, yeah, 
Huh. I wonder what they use that for. Poking holes in the ice to breathe? Maybe, yeah. Oh. I, I don't know. God just had a sense of humor, I guess. They fight with each other? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> well, thanks, Jericho, for bringing us that. <laughs> That's good news. Now we know what, or now someone knows what narwhals sound like. Yeah. Maybe we'll get to hear one someday. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think it's about time we go ahead and jump into our scripture. Ashley, do you want to pray for this time? God, thank you that we can... Um in the midst of this pandemic, we can get together and we can record this podcast and um, share with people uh, the word that you have um, given to us, Lord. And just thank you for this time of fellowship, too, and these good news stories and um, just the time that we get to spend together. And I pray for um, Monday's campfire, Lord, that um, it would go well and you would bring the people that you want here for the first night um, to be here, God, and just help us to have fun um, and just to lean into your presence, Lord, and just learn um, more about your love in this new season. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So over the last uh, four weeks now, I guess this is the fifth week we've been reading through First John. Uh, go ahead and grab a Bible if you're able to and, and read through this with us and and uh, I, I really feel like it's been a nice, challenging, encouraging book. This book is always especially convicting, just the way it's written. It really makes you think about, reflect about how you live your life, you know? But Megan, you want to go ahead and jump in? First yeah. John uh, chapter 5. Absolutely. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out His commands. In fact, this is love for God, to keep His commands. And His commands are not burdensome, for everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And the three are in agreement. We accept human testimony, but God's testimony is greater, because it is the testimony of God, which He has given about His Son. Whoever believes in the Son of God accepts this testimony. Whoever does not believe God has made him out to be a liar, because they have not believed the testimony God has given about his Son. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. What stood out to you guys from that? It's pretty self-explanatory when he, when he describes this, but in verse 2 it says, By this we know that we love the children of God whenever we love God and obey his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments do not weigh us down, because everyone who has been fathered by God conquers the world. You know, he's, he's just talking about this love we are meant to have for each other and this love that comes from God and... Uh, we show him that we love him by keeping his commandments and they're not meant to be burdensome. They're not mm-hmm. meant to be something that weighs us down, but uh, on the contrary, it's something that should lift us up. Yeah, for sure. I mean, what is it when you break God's commandments? It's sin, right? 
Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I mean, all, all this talk that's been going on lately about praying for revival and for revival to happen, you know, I, I was listening to a podcast today and they were talking about revival. And then you got to think back to, you know, the Old Testament has a lot of examples of revival that we can study and learn about to apply to today to try to see a move of God's spirit happen in our generation, you know. Um, and, you know, you can look at the difference between revivals and awakenings. And so th- they would say that a revival uh, is when people's hearts are changed to God, you know, but an awakening is when it's so big that it changes the culture. Mm-hmm. And even the culture is changed because of an amazing move of God's spirit uh, changing people's hearts in, in the world. Um, you look at the book of Judges. You know, that's the book of revivals because that's what it is, is over and over again. It's this pattern of uh, people going away from God, worshiping false idols, taking on the sins of the culture around them. And then, uh, so that would be backsliding. And then God would allow them to be taken captive of the surrounding cultures that they adopted. You know, so we, if we look at that, backsliding leads to being taken captive and living in oppression to your sins. And then when we are freed from that oppression, that's revival. That's when we turn to God, we cry out for him, and he rescues us. You know, uh, we saw that in the book of Judges, God would raise up these charismatic leaders at the when his people were crying out to him, repenting, asking for him to save them from the things that they were oppressed by, that it literally says God turned them over to the nations that captured them mm-hmm. because of their sins. And so God would answer their calls for help by raising up a leader to lead them from that oppression. And I truly believe that we see the same thing today when God's people as a whole start to backslide and start to adopt things that the culture around them permits. And it's really easy. We see it in entertainment. TV is probably the first place when you can start to see that when Christians are consuming the same thing as the world. And then we start to say things like, oh, uh, for example, there could be a blatant sex scene in a TV show, you know, and uh, the older generation of Christians would be disgusted by that. But a lot of us, even, you know, me as younger Christians might think, well, that's just the way of the times. Well, that's that's uh, Christians as a whole backsliding. That's society backsliding into allowing sin to just be a part of the culture and a part of our lives. And so right now we're crying out for a revival. And that begins with living out what Megan and Jericho just read there and first uh, John chapter five in the beginning there for it says this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome where did we see this verse five who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the son of God if we want to conquer the evil culture of the world if we want to see a revival happen and and we want to see thousands of people giving their life to Christ we have to conquer culture by not allowing it to permeate our lives. We have to fight against it. The things that are normalized in society that go against God, we can't adopt them as Christians. That's what happened in the book of Judges over and over again. And when people begin to backslide, God gives you in. God lets you fall into those sins until you cry out for him and he saves you from them. You know, and so when I when I read that, it's just really convicting for me to think like, are there ways in my life that I'm allowing myself to backslide? And just be okay with things 
whether that's uh, new addictions that are normalized by today's society, whether that's uh, lust, whether that's even homosexuality is just accepted by a lot of Christians now. And uh, I feel like over the last decade, uh, Christians as a whole have begun to backslide and now we're God's allowing those sins in the, his church to start to destroy his church. And now we're crying out. There's been a cry for revival for the last five years. And I just hear about it more and more and more from all these different churches. Everyone's prayers. We're thirsty for it. We want it. And so I believe that God's going to raise up leaders, charismatic leaders, to fight against that and to bring a revival. And it begins by all of us not allowing ourselves to backslide, to keep God's commandments and to hold them at high regard. I'll read verse 5 again that just highlights all of that. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Right, guys? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's a, it's super powerful that we are, by following God's commands, it's, I think so many times for people, that seems like a burden, like, oh, there's so much I have to do and to be a Christian, to be a good, you know, Jesus follower. I have to do all of these things. Um, but God's commands are not burdensome. And in fact, they give you victory and they give you the ability to overcome, um, to be overcomers of the world. And so, yeah, that's just really encouraging and inspiring and exciting um, to read that. Yeah. I mean, what's the lie that we hear so many times is you have to accept culture and you have to blend in. You have to look like the world in order to impact the world. But that's the opposite of what scripture tells us. It says if we keep God's commandments, if we don't let Christian society turn into the same as the culture of the world, that's when we're impactful. That's when we're effective. And so, uh, you know, I, I feel like that's what God's calling his church to now is stand up, be different, live different. Yeah. And uh, that way we can impact the world, you know. Um, I do want to. I think sp- that's huge. I do want to speak to um, something um, in order to, because as we've read throughout First John, um, we've read all about the love of God and God's commands are to love him and to love others. And so when, um, when we talk about the church accepting, um, beginning to accept things of the culture, beginning to accept sin as, um, okay, that doesn't mean that there's in order to follow God's commands and what he says and and the truth that is in uh, his word, you know, regarding homosexuality and things like that, it does not mean not to love. And so I just want to speak to that, that you don't have to fully accept and almost um, celebrate sin and, and, and fully, you know, take on the culture in order to love people. And so there is a difference. And I do think that that is a cultural thought that the church has taken on is that, oh, in order to love these people, we need to fully just accept them in whatever sin it is and not really try and give them a way out of it or, or help people out of it. Um, but just let them live their lives and love them as they are. Yeah. God, God has put us out there as lights, you know, reflections of him to be lights in the darkness, not to just, you know, illuminate it and move past it, you know? Yeah. Um, we're not, like you said, not 
meant to celebrate it, but we're meant to love them. And what better way to love them than to tell them about Jesus and, and that he can rescue them from their sins. Yeah. I mean, I also like think back to when we first, you know, first John chapter one, when it was talking about being imitators of Christ, because we love him, we want to be like him, we want to do what he does. And then it's, it is like fire because it, it lights up the darkness, but then it spreads. And when a fire goes somewhere, it stays there as it burns and it, it brings light. And uh, that's how it is to have the Holy Spirit activated in you, is everywhere that you go, you're bringing that presence with you and you have the Holy Spirit on you uh, and you're fired up, you're on fire, it lights other people on fire, it inspires them. And yeah. so it, it starts with us doing that. It starts with us rejecting sin from our lives and rejecting the sins of the culture and not normalizing things. And then, uh, you know, it spreads like fire. Yeah, our, our God is a consuming fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he burns away our sins so yeah. that they're no more. Um, that's, that's just the awesome thing about it. I also love uh, later in, the, in what we read, um, and I guess this was, I read a little note about it in verse 7, for there are three that testify, the spirit, the water, and the blood. And the three are in agreement. And then in the little note, um, it says late manuscripts of um, the Vulgate. I don't really know what that means. But testify in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. And there are three that testify on the earth. So that's where it's talking about, um, you know, the spirit, the water, and the blood. It is referring to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And, you know, I think that that's, I don't know. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And just for future reference, the Vulgate is the Latin version of the Bible. Oh, great. Right after that, uh, in verse 9, it says, We accept human testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the because it is the testimony of God, which is he has given about his son. Um, and I just think it's interesting um, and so true that so often we accept human testimony and what, what people say about themselves, about their story, about, you know, a certain issue. And we accept that. Um, but then so it's so often it's really hard for people to accept God's testimony about himself and about his son. Uh, and John wrote about that also in, in uh, the big book of John in John chapter five, he talks about how uh, John the Baptist was to be a witness of him. Yeah. But uh, God's witness of him is greater. Um, yeah. And, and that's just the truth. God's witness is greater of his son. And Yeah. Uh, Megan, you want to keep reading? Absolutely. So starting in verse 13, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know we have, we know we, we know that we have what we asked of him. If you see any brother or sister commit a sin that does not lead to death, you should pray and God will give them life. I refer to those whose sin does not lead to death. There is a sin that leads to death. I am not saying that you should pray about that. All wrongdoing is sin, and there is sin that does not lead to death. We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. 
The one who is born of God keeps them safe, and the evil one cannot harm them. We know that we are children of God, and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. We know also that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding, so that we may know him who is true. We are in him who is true by being in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Dear children, keep yourselves from idols. Wow. That's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Ashley, uh, did anything stand out to you through that? I think the part of this that I like the most is verse 14, um, I guess, Mm -hmm. and 15 too. Um, That says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. And I like that part. I think the one thing that I always have to remind myself of is just because I ask God for something doesn't necessarily mean he's going to answer it the way that I want him to, but he'll still answer it anyways. Because I always like, I find myself getting disappointed when I ask him to do something and he doesn't answer it the way that I want him to, but it's not like in the long run, it's not what's best for me. Mm-hmm. Um, even though sometimes it's something that I think is super, super important for me to have or for me to do or whatever, but I like those verses. Yeah, it uh, takes me back to when Jesus said, uh, what father, when his son asks for a fish, will give him a snake, or when his son asks for bread, will give him a rock. Yeah. You know, like God is good. Mm-hmm. And it, and those, when Jesus said that, he was talking about the Holy Spirit. You know, ask and mm-hmm. you will receive the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, and so... I think that's also something that we could apply to this, you know, a little bit of a connection there as well. Yeah, this, uh, that verse really does show, um, you know, the father heart of God. And I just had that picture of, you know, just what a beautiful relationship when you can just, you know, run up and you feel so confident, like thinking of a child, you know, running to their father, their mother, and their, you know, there's no fear to ask for anything. They're like, oh, I, you know, this would be amazing. And like, that's the kind of confidence um, that we can have with God um, to, you know, present our, our requests. And um, he hears us, you know, obviously if we're asking for sinful things, like he's going <laughs> to disregard that. <laughs> but like, yeah, if it's, you know, where it says, if we ask anything according to his will, uh, he hears us and that's just awesome. Yeah. Jericho, how do you unpack uh, 16 and 17 there? Mm. I was afraid you were going to ask that. <laughs> <laughs> Verse 16 and 17, you know, it, it's, if anyone sees his fellow Christian committing a sin, not resulting in death, he should ask and God will grant life to that person who commits a sin, not resulting in death. There's a sin resulting in death. I do not say that he should ask about that. You know, I've always kind of looked at this verse and, and, you know, it's talking about uh, different types of sin and, you know, sin that results in death and a sin that doesn't result in death. And, you know, I've always kind of wondered, you know, what, what does he actually mean about that? You know, and uh, when I think of sin that results to death in death, well, you know, the wage of sin is death. So what is he talking about? Um, and so I I personally 
I'm not exactly sure right now <laughs> in my mind. So, uh, but when if anyone sees his fellow Christian committing a sin not resulting in death, you know, I think of things that. Um, well, and can go ahead. The the thing that also makes it hard is that we know that all sin leads to death. The wages of sin is death. You know, so yeah, that's what makes it hard to interpret this as well because we have to ask. Why is he making, why is he drawing lines here? What, what are the differences? Yeah. Cause you know, you grow up th- thinking there's no level of sin. Sin is sin yeah. in God's eyes. And you know, the only sin that I could think of that results in death is the rejection of Jesus himself. And, um, you know, it's, that's what I'm trying to wrap my head around these verses is what exactly is he talking about? Huh. And, um, no, that's, that's an interesting thought is that maybe, yeah, the, the the sin that you know automatically leads to death is to completely reject Jesus and maybe all I'm trying to think of like maybe the context of you know so presenting you know like asking God for anything um if we're maybe you know other sin that we are you know familiar with the things that we know are sin because of God's grace and his love if we ask for forgiveness of those, then we are granted life. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in, in the amplified, amplified version, it says, if anyone sees his brother committing a sin that does not lead to death, he will, he will pray and ask on the believer's behalf and God will for him give life to those who, whose sin is not leading to death. There is a sin that leads to death. I do not say that one should pray for this kind of sin. And again, the amplified doesn't go on to explain uh, what he's talking about, but it's talking about um, asking God on on other believers' behalf, you know, <clears throat> uh, praying that that person would repent, um, praying that that person would come back to Christ. Which makes sense because elsewhere in Scripture it says love covers a multitude of sins. Mm-hmm. And so a prayer out of love for someone else's sins, you know, that, that's mm-hmm. a very interesting concept to think about as well. I know that I mean, this has been interpreted so many ways. Like, the Catholics actually have a position on this where they, they have different levels of sins uh, within their beliefs. Um, you know, but one one way that I've uh, heard this interpreted, and I'm trying to remember exactly how it was put, was basically that it was separating all other sins from apostasy, which is denying Jesus as the Messiah after you've already... Uh, received him as your savior at one point in your life mm. and and that would be real apostasy not not just you know kind of growing up in the church a little bit and then fading away and then coming back um, you know that wouldn't be apostasy but to know Jesus fully and then deny him as your savior would be apostasy and uh, I, I do kind of see some grounds for that you know because uh, elsewhere in scripture we also see and also earlier in this book yeah that was a big theme was john talking about people denying jesus as the messiah you know and so i think that's one bit of context to keep in mind too yeah in verse 12 it says whoever has the son has life whoever does not have the son of god does not have life and so like it's all earlier in this chapter is talking about you know you can't you don't have eternal life if you don't accept jesus if you don't accept the testimony that god is you know, said about Jesus. Um, so that makes, 
you know, sense to me. Also something in, you know, verse 17, I think uh, sometimes people have, uh, we can tend to be like, well, what is sin? So what exactly can't I do? And we look at it like that. Uh, But verse 17 speaks to that. All wrongdoing is sin. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's how somebody, you know, I've had people explain that to me is like, if there's anything that is wrong, like we all have that, that radar, it's, uh, of what's good and what's evil. And we know, uh, we know if something is wrong, we know like if it's hurting people, if it's whatever. And I think that that, um, so exactly what sin is, um, you know, for, for one person, um, having a drink of alcohol at all could be sin for them. Um, and because of the way that they handle it, because of the way that, you know, they, um, maybe they can't handle it in a sense. And then for, uh, others, maybe, you know, having a drink every now and then or whatever is not, um, you know, yeah, that and, bad for them. And that's a highly debated topic as well. But when you interpret it from the viewpoint of verse 17 alone, you know, you would think, well, that means that some sins, not all, but some sins would be affected by the culture that you grew up in and your heart behind doing it. You know, yeah. if, if you grow up in a world where drinking alcohol is not okay, it's evil, then when you do drink alcohol, you're doing it out of a rebellious heart. Yeah. You're doing it out of uh, thinking it's wrong, knowing it's wrong to you. Yeah. But then someone else who grew up in a world where it was normal might be different. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to like die on that hill as far as like theology goes, but I I do think it is an interesting thing to think about, um, you know, especially when we're trying to interpret scripture. I think that that's another thing uh, that's come up um, when people talk about cussing and because people will use the argument of like, well, everywhere in, in the world, you know, this curse word in America is, a, you know, not a curse word in another country in England. or whatever. And yeah, things like that. People people will say that. But um, I think that that like you know it's definitely a heart thing and all wrongdoing like are, are you rebelling by the choices that you're making yeah are you trying to be <laughs> i don't know push the line go as far as are you, you making can are you just trying to justify yeah your sin are you trying to justify the um the wrong wrongness <laughs> yeah and i really like uh verse 19 where it says we know that we are from god and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. It's, it's not that I like that that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I just, <laughs> you know, I, I do think that that says a lot about our identity as Jesus followers, you know? Yeah. We're from God, and that goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the chapter, is how we need to be different than the world because we don't lie under the power of the evil one. No. The world does. The, the uh, culture that doesn't have Jesus lies under the power of the evil one that's why they make the choices that they make that's why they love the things that they love and we're different than them and we need to be different because we don't have the same boss yeah we don't have the same authority over us we're from god you know we're we're to be set apart and live different and uh be different from the world that lives under the power of the evil one i think that's really convicting for a lot of us to think about what that means and the decisions that we make in our life you know 
Yeah. Ashley, do you have any thoughts on this? <laughs> Actually, I highlighted the same thing that you just got done reading. Oh, do you have a, a <coughs> more to say on it? Well, I think because you, you basically just read verse 19, but I also highlighted verse 20, um, which says, We know also that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true by being in his son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I really like that verse because to me it speaks like I have, sometimes I have difficulty understanding what I'm reading out of the Bible. And like really like I read something, I'm like, oh, that's cool. But then I'm like, but I don't understand what it's saying. Like it's just a cool verse. But I feel like knowing that like, um, when I have the Lord and when I have Jesus, it, he, you know, they help me to understand what I'm reading. Um, which I don't know. I just think that's really cool to remember because if I'm trying to read this on my own power, I'm not going to get, I'm going to get absolutely nothing out of it. Mm -hmm. So it's always, that's why it's always a good idea to like pray before you read or go someplace that's quiet. So you can really read and think about what you're reading so you can understand it. Yeah. Um, and then if you still don't know, you know, you can ask like your pastor or your spouse or something who <laughs> might understand a little bit more than you. But I don't know. <laughs> I just really like that verse. Yeah. Me too. That's yeah. good. Now that's a really good point about, uh, you know, prayer and reading the word uh, needs to go hand in hand mm-hmm. um, because these are – God's words. Jesus is the word. Um, the spirit is the one that gave, uh, gave these words, spoke through, um, these, these men, um, that wrote these books. And, um, and so to read, read the word without, uh, without, you know, realization or recognition of, of God's presence in that, in that moment. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a lot harder to to get something out of it but when yeah. you do recognize that like okay god speak to me through this um he will and he uh, wants you to understand him sweet so i uh looked up a commentary while you guys were talking i want to revisit verse 16 and, and 17 in it uh what this uh commentary was talking about was the difference between unrepentant sin and sin that just occurred and he's saying that um, what he believes John is referring to is unrepentant sin that leads to death um, in the physical sense that kind of like Ananias and Sapphira who were unrepentant when they withheld money from, from the, the apostles and, and they dropped dead, dropped dead. right? <laughs> so, one after another <laughs> so that's uh, what this commentator uh, actually from gotquestions.org <laughs> I love using that thing but, yeah that's uh, good uh, believes he is talking about the difference between unrepentant sin. If you've confronted that person, they're unrepentant. They're not repenting in that sin. They're continuing in that sin. That sin could lead to death yeah. in the physical sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So. There was one I looked up to about that. That was talking more of like the spiritual death, which is like blasphemy of the Holy Spirit and stuff like that, where like, mm. you know, kind of what we talked about earlier, where you just like kind of, you know, you work, you are a Christian, you believe, said you believed, and then you just, like, completely rejected it after never actually kind of walking away. Yeah. In yeah. a sense, I guess. Yeah. yeah, and that would be apostasy. 
Yeah. 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 Grieving that the word. Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyways, I just didn't want to leave that. Like unanswered. Unanswered. <laughs> yeah, so, for sure. Because, you know, I, I've read that before. I've thought about it. And, you know, in some versions, it actually says habitual sin. Yeah. It just now clicked when I read that. I was like, okay, I, I see you. I see that. So. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, because it's all, like we've said, it's all, your, what's your heart in it, you know? Great. Well, I think that wraps up First uh, John chapter 5. And so we'll go ahead and uh, read off our questions now. You can find these questions on the Rethink Instagram. That's Rethink underscore Mac. Am I right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, yes. And... Uh, <laughs> And so go ahead and, and call or text someone now and talk about these questions so we can stay connected. Here they are. How can believing in Jesus help us overcome the world? How do you become adopted into God's family? What is revival? How can we usher in a huge move of the Spirit? Have you been reflecting the world more than Jesus? Once again, you can find these questions on the Rethink blog and on Instagram. And now it's time for some final thoughts and a sign-off. Megan, any final thoughts? God is good. Yep. He cares for you. He loves you. And he wants you to know him um, and understand him. And um, so read his words because they're true and um, they'll bring life and answers to whatever you may be facing. That's right. That's good. Ashley, final thoughts? I think... Um, my final thoughts would be that even if it doesn't seem like he hears you or he is answering um, your prayers that he is, you just may not be able to see it yet or see it in the way that you want to at the present moment. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Jericho, final thoughts? Uh, my final thought is I'm excited to see you guys on Monday. So That's right. be there <laughs> at the fire. Monday at seven o'clock. That's great. Yes. Sweet. I love it. Yep. We're all excited to see you guys there and reconnect and eat some s'mores and worship together. It's going to be a great time. Um, It's going to be the best time. So don't miss it. (laughs) And it'll probably be a weekly thing after that. Uh, We'll see how this first one goes, but that's the plan. So see you guys there. Thanks for listening to the show and we'll see you on Monday. Welcome to the Podcast.